1: Welcome to the cashflow guys podcast. It's that time again. And today we're going to talk about a topic that I, I got to tell you, I don't like talking about it because it makes me a little sad inside that it goes on. But I think that it's time that we discuss a few pitfalls, a few things that can happen to you in the real estate business that I want to give you the information on to how maybe hopefully you can avoid uh, if you know what you're looking for and if you kind of can see it coming, so to speak. So I want to talk about some recent real estate scams that come up and some, some pretty common ways that people get taken advantage of, especially being new to real estate investing, especially when market conditions are what they are. There's not a lot going on right now. Don't really care what market you're in. There's just not a lot of opportunity. That's what I'm hearing from the field. Not a lot of opportunity everywhere. Things are tight. Everybody's kind of uptight. People are wanting to deploy their money. Uh, flippers want to flip wholesalers, want to wholesale investors, want to r- get their capital rolling. Realtors want to sell properties that can sometimes be a recipe for disaster. So I want to talk about, and, and I kind of want to give you a little bit of backstory, how this happened. Now we have a guy, uh, that I know in my local community, a wonderful individual, he and his wife, they come to my events that we do in the Tampa area. It's called the Cash Flow 101 game. Great guy. Uh, educator does this thing, uh, good, responsible American, upstanding individual. When I meet people like this, I want to take, I want to help them. I want to give value. I want to give back. So long story short, I get a phone call from him on a uh, unrelated topic. And we were talking about, he, he we were basically doing uh, some, a little of a kind of like a free consultation thing that I do for the listeners. You guys realize that already. Many of you have already called in. And during that conversation, he, he mentioned that he had lost $5,000. And I was thinking, okay, we got to out get to the bottom of this. I said, what do you mean you lost $5,000? And He goes on to tell me this story and basically how it went is there's a a company in town that unfortunately they're a licensed real estate brokerage and they have some licensed realtors in the office, right? They're all licensed realtors and they are, all they do is wholesale properties. Okay. And normally, you know, it's fine, whatever. It's a free country, make your money as long as you're ethical about it. That's cool. And, but they don't. And they've, these guys have gotten themselves a pretty nasty reputation in town people really need to start google searching these company names and and following the trail and you, what you'll find is a consistent path over many many years where they're they're just taking advantage of people and what they do their their MO how this all kicks off is they usually come to local real estate meetings and they will find and you can tell who the new folks are and who the who the who the experienced ones are they avoid intentionally avoid the experienced ones i've seen this a hundred times and they search out the rookies, right? The newbies, the people that are kind of looking around, kind of doe-eyed, don't know anybody, don't talk to anybody. They're shy. Uh, those are the people they they focus on. These are young guys, right? That are out doing this. So they're dressed dressed sharp and looking good and all sassy and confident. And they they come in all sweet and 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 they're there to help and they've got great deals. And what happens is they suck you in, right? Next thing you know, they've got you over at their office now. What they'll do and a lot of people think that in itself is a scam and i want to kind of stop there and say that's not that's not really the scammy part but i want to address how they do it now what they're good at is they're good at qualifying their leads they they look for people that have cash to invest right they're not they won't give you the time of day unless you they figure out usually by asking you a, a series of well-heeled questions that you have money because their goal is to get your money in their pockets right That's their goal. They are only there to take your money. That is their job. They're not there to sell real estate. They're there to steal your money. Okay, that's just the reality of it. And I know that those scumbags are listening to this episode right now because they listen to everything and they sit there and get all snide and smart aleck and, you know, you can't catch me if you can type of stuff. And I'm here to tell you they have no idea what's coming to them. They are are, bad things are going to happen to them. The legal system is going to swoop down and wipe them off the face of the earth. They're going to be sitting in jail when they're done for the stuff they've done because basically what these scumbags are doing is they're taking advantage of people and there is nothing worse in the world than a thief. Um, they, they take advantage of people. They're, they're They use high pressure sales tactics, which begins with they get you in their office. So they invite you over to their office because that's a requirement to quote unquote, get the great deals that you come in and then they're going to barrage you with a series of questions. Do you have an IRA? How much money is your checking account? Give us a proof of funds letter. They, you have to show them how much money you have in the bank account. I don't really have a problem with that because I believe that there are a lot of flaky buyers, just like there are flaky uh, realtors and flaky wholesalers. There are just as many flaky buyers, and I qualify my buyers before I work with them as well, because I don't want to waste my time showing you a bunch of property to find out that you don't, you're not, you don't have any money anyway, and you just came out of some boot camp and you think that you're going to try to hundred percent no money down. Uh, owner of finance a uh, bank on foreclosure. It's not going to work. So that said, what they'll do is they get you in their layer and then they start the pressure. They start hammering you with a bunch of questions. So then they, they give you promises of these amazing deals that only they have access to. Right? So in this case, it was a deal, a property over in Tampa that was quote unquote off the market. The place was a complete wreck train wreck. So we find out that the seller that was on the contract. So they forced this, this buyer or cajoled them or persuaded them by high pressure sales tactics to sign an offer. And they basically said, if you don't sign the offer right now and give us a non-refundable deposit, we're going to open this up so everybody can see it. Okay. Uh, and then if everybody sees it, you're going to lose the deal. So they're, they're betting on what we call FOMO. And if you guys remember a couple of weeks ago, we had an episode on FOMO fear of missing out. So they use that as a scare tactic to get people off the dime. Right. Highly efficient. Everybody probably does it at one point or another. You know, you got to act now if you don't act now. But wait, there's more. So that type of thing goes on. Well, long story short, the 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 new person, he's a newbie. This this uh, these nice folks, and they get kind of strong-armed into signing a contract for a property they've never laid eyes on. Well, they they immediately went over to look at after signing the contract. After signing the wire transfer, went and go sent the uh, went over to go look at the property to find out that it was. Certainly not what they were expecting, um, and the the buyer, uh, this person that I spoke to, is definitely understands that he got he was on the verge of a terrible deal that was gonna probably wind up costing him a lot of money, and to add insult to injury, he just lost his job recently. So there's that. So he's not a kind of guy that can afford to lose five thousand dollars. Not that that makes it okay if you are, because it's stealing from anybody is wrong, whether or not the person has the money or doesn't have the money. It's just fundamentally wrong. But, and kind of the the rest of the backstory here is people in the community, they get embarrassed when they get ripped off, right? People and people say, why don't they come forward? Well, a lot of people don't want to come forward because they're embarrassed. They feel dumb or they feel people are going to make fun of them or whatever the issue is. They don't want to come forward. Um, I've been taken advantage of in the past and I didn't want to come forward either. And then eventually I finally decided that if I don't come forward on situations, and this goes back many years ago, that Other people, this is going to happen to other people. And and to some degree, I feel like I would be taking responsibility for that if I didn't come forward and try to help people out. So if you are listening to this podcast and what happened here applies to you in the Tampa Bay market, if you've been pressured into signing a contract to buy a property uh, using any of the tactics that I'm going to talk about today, please reach out to me. Email me directly, tyler at cashflowguys.com. Get on my calendar. Let's talk about it. I've assembled a team of attorneys that are going to... uh, take this as a probably as a class action suit and we're filing complaints with the state of Florida department of real estate to put these people out of business because this can't go on. You're not going to be able to use high pressure sales tactics in my market. That's just not going to happen. Uh, People are not going to be ripped off. So let me get back to the the topic at hand here. Um, The first thing that happened that I would say the first, never the thing that you don't ever want to do is don't ever give anybody a non-refundable deposit. If you are a new investor, Now, those of you that are experienced investors, I get it. I know I give non-refundable deposits all the time, but I'm an experienced investor. I know I can walk a property and tell you what it needs. And yeah, I may be off a couple thousand dollars, but I do my math in my head. I know what to look for. I know what not to look for. I've made enough mistakes to know what I should and shouldn't buy, should or shouldn't buy, I should say, and I will, I can do that. I feel I'm comfortable doing that. That's me. But I'm a very experienced investor. I've been doing this, I've been in this real estate game for 18 years off and on. And this what I'm about to say this doesn't apply to you I know you are experienced guys and that said experienced wholesalers ethical wholesalers I understand why that you want non-refundable deposits because they want these wholesalers even even the good ones the ethical ones I talked to one yesterday guys name is Brett he's a great guy I talked to Brett and, and he had said you know I, I do that and I know a lot of people that do uh, with a non-refundable deposit thing I get it because buyers are flaky sometimes however if it's within a matter of hours, then you got to use a little bit of levity and decide what in which situation do you do the right thing and just simply give somebody their money back and don't be a financial bully. Right? So that said, do not ever, if you are a new, new investor or or a relatively new investor, please do not ever provide a non-refundable security deposit or earnest money deposit unless you have first fully inspected the property with a qualified inspector. Okay. Make sure that you have fully inspected the property. Don't get in. Here's what they do. They, they make you sign a contract that says zero inspection days. So you have no right to inspection whatsoever. So anything that's wrong with the property, you're stuck with it. They just stuff it to you, right? Number two, always use a check, okay? Use a check for your earnest money deposit. Let them Let them deposit the check. Don't use a bank wire, okay? Don't use a bank wire. Use a check instead of a bank wire. Here's why scumbags. They usually insist on wire transfers because they're not easily reversed. Once that wire transfer is done and gets sent through the federal reserve, it takes an act of Congress to get it to come back. It's almost impossible to get it to come back. So use a check. Number one, it provides a track record, right? It's traceable a lot more easier traceable than a wire transfer is. And you can stop payment on a check, a wire transfer. Although you can stop payment in certain circumstances, It's challenging, so just avoid doing that by simply writing a check, right? Just keep it simple, write a check, and off we go. Uh, Next one would be never sign a contract that does not offer an inspection or a due diligence period. Now, I believe you should do both, and I think, and, and, and here's what happens with inspection periods. So when you make an offer to purchase a property, you say, hey, Mr. Seller, I'm willing to give you, I don't know, 100 grand for the property, and that's contingent on me getting the opportunity to inspect the property, and I need, I don't know, seven to 10 days to get in there to get it inspected. And here's why you need a little bit of time. Number one, you have to go find the inspector. you got to find a qualified inspector, somebody that has experience, a documented proven experience, hopefully belongs to some sort of a trade organization that provides training or certification in the state of Florida. Home inspectors are now licensed. So get one that's, if you're in Florida, get one that's licensed. If you're not in Florida, find out if they license inspectors in your state. If they don't, at least find somebody that belongs to a reputable trade agency and it has some sort of training available. And more importantly, that they've taken that training, right? We want to make sure that we're doing good, solid, straight business. And we want to make sure, you know, this is, comes along the lines of trust but verify, right? We want to make sure, I, I we assume everybody's going to do the right thing, but here's a perfect example of these folks had no intention of doing the right thing. and They're just scumbags and that's all there is to it. So do not ever sign a contract that does not offer an inspection period regardless of how urgent the deal is, okay? It doesn't matter how urgent the deal is. You know, this is one of the big scam tactics they do is that, like, if you don't do it now, see that fear of missing out is kicking in again. If you don't act now and get this done, you're going to miss this deal or we're going to put it out to other investors, and then you're going to miss out. Well, here's the reality. If it's such a great deal, why didn't they buy it? Ask them that. And why did they give it to their regular investors right? that they claim to have? Oh, we've got our regular investors. Why wouldn't you take care of them first? Really, what you're getting is the leftovers, guys. If you're brand new and some agent or some wholesaler is promising you the best deal on your first deal, that is a flat-out lie. They are giving you the leftovers. You're getting what other people already said no to. So recognize that and join everybody else in saying no. Okay? I recommend that you take the time to reach out to somebody else in your network. You guys hear me talk about building a network, building a team. Any deal that you decide you're going to do, do not be spontaneous on it. Reach out to anybody in your network. Call Call a real estate agent. Call an appraiser. Call an attorney. Call a friend. Find somebody else doing what you do in the real estate space and run the deal by them. Get a second set of eyes on it before you pull the trigger. I don't care if it's simply a phone call going, Hey, Jimmy, I got a three, two and it's in, uh, Seattle on such and such neighborhood and it's a burner and I'm going to pay 200 because the guy said it's worth 500. And somebody may say, no, 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 no. That's that neighborhood's a war zone. You don't want to be in that neighborhood or, or don't buy a burner or whatever. But that's, that gives you, it's kind of a checks and balances, right? It, It helps protect you from these unscrupulous scumbags that are out there. So, Uh, That said, the next one would be if dealing direct with the owner of the home, which, and this is another scam that's coming up, make sure that the person who says they are the owner of the property, make sure you verify that. And how you do that is your local property appraiser's office. Some of you, that's a town. Some of you, it may be a city or a county. Uh, Like if you're in Chicago, it would be Cook County property appraiser's office will tell you who the rightful owner of the property is. Verify the rightful owner because people do this all the time they represent themselves to have permission or I'm a partner in the deal or it's my uncle's property or I'm helping a friend or whatever their their BS excuse is. They're doing this and they're, they're lying is what they're doing. They're misrepresenting the facts. You need to be dealing directly with the owner or the owner's legally authorized representative. So that said, if you are dealing, that brings me to our next one, if you are dealing with a wholesaler or anybody else claiming to have the right to sell the property of another person, you've got to insist that they provide you with written proof of the rights that they claim. Okay. Because in in our market it is becoming, it is becoming the fraud is growing by epic proportions. Unless there's a real estate sign out front with a a real estate company that has a brokerage involved and they're, they're like a a brand like for example, century 21 or future home realty or whatever it winds up being, you need to be questioning the relationship between the seller and whoever the heck, wants you to sign and give money, okay? So this is common. Wholesalers will go out and solicit a deal before the seller even knows they're trying to sell it. Because what they're doing is they're fishing for buyers. So they know so then they can know where they need to be investment-wise, or, you know, or negotiations-wise. So let's use the $100,000 house example. Let's say the house is worth $100,000. They're going to go out and see if they can get you to pay 110 for it. So they're going to pitch the deal Let's say 110 or 100,000 or 95,000 to see if they can get you to bite. And if you bite, then they will reach out to the seller and try to negotiate it down to 75,000 and they'll make the difference between 75,000 and 95,000 as their profit. You being none the wiser because they've done what they call a double closing. So they will basically have two contracts. They'll have one contract between them and the seller and another contract between you and them, you and the buyer or you and the wholesaler. So that the seller never really knows what they're selling the house for, and you never really know what they got it for until the deal's closed and you see both transactions record in the public record. Okay? Then you find out that these guys made 30, 40 grand off of you. I don't have a problem with people making a profit as long as they're ethical in what they're doing. But if they're intentionally misleading, that's where there's a problem. That's where there's a huge problem. Or If they are misrepresenting themselves and saying that they are the owner of a property that they are clearly not the owner of, that is a major problem. A licensed real estate agent has certain ethical guidelines that they are required to follow. That's how we're going. These guys are going to be in deep doo-doo in our market is because they have violated several ethical violations. They violated the National Association of Realtors Code of Ethics, which means they can get their licenses suspended or revoked they can lose their MLS access. They will be they can be run out of the state and on a rail, not be allowed to practice real estate in the state of Florida, which means other states probably won't allow them to, light, to work there either. So they'll be hopefully forced out of the business. Now, that said, ladies and gentlemen, not all wholesalers are bad. And the same goes for realtors. Most realtors and most wholesalers are, I'm sure, great people. And they're out there trying to earn a living doing the right thing. I believe that is the majority now. I do think in abundance. And I don't want to sit there and say that I don't want you to think that all wholesalers are scumbags. I also don't want you to think that all realtors are scumbags, but understand that there is a certain degree of scumbag out there in both the realtor space and wholesaler space. And sometimes they occupy, they wear both hats. They are a realtor and a wholesaler. And that makes them, you know, in some cases they're extra scummy. So you have to take the time to understand who you're dealing with. But like I said, They're not all bad. Not all of them are bad. There just happens to be a, some of them that are a criminal element. And just because and a lot of times people think, trust them more because they're licensed because they have a real estate license, which is comical because anybody can get a real estate license. It doesn't take any skill to get a real estate license. All you got to do is be able to pass the test, which is not rocket science and pay the money. That doesn't mean that you're credible. You should ask for references of people they've done business with before. Or frankly, ask other investors in your area who has done business with them, get three or four references. Don't ask for references from the person you're buying from because of course they're going to give you good references. Ask around from other people, right? That's why you got to get out and talk to people. So be very careful. Speaking of double closings, be very careful with double closings. Always make sure that you insist on a warranty deed. Uh, If you're in Florida now, if you're in other states, they may not call it a warranty deed. Um, but may, and also make sure that you have title insurance, and I've talked about this in previous episodes. But make sure that you get title insurance, and there that there are no exceptions to the to the coverage. And by exceptions, I mean we'll cover the title except for this here foreclosure. We won't cover that. So if there's anything wrong with the foreclosure, you lose your house. Don't go down that road. If you guys have questions on this, please feel free to to write me, uh, Tyler at uh, cashflowguys.com, or get on my calendar, cashflowguys.com forward slash book Tyler be happy to come out and talk to you. If you have a real estate club in the Tampa Bay area and you want me to come out and talk about some of these scams and how they're they're perpetrated, let's talk about it. Get on the phone, give me a call, let's work it out. Anyway, not all double closings are bad, but generally the double closings, the reason why people do double closings is that they are there to conceal the facts of the transaction. So tell me a situation where concealing something in a transaction is a good thing. It's usually not a good thing. So now that we know that, avoid double closings. You should be skeptical if there's a double closing. You should be sitting in front of the seller of the property. If you're not, I'd be questioning that. Now I know in today's society, we do things a lot differently than we used to. It used to be you always had to go to closings. And frankly, I haven't had to go to closing in a long time. I can close my kitchen table you know, with a notary. It's easy peasy. But you still want to take the time to understand exactly the people that you're dealing with. Who's is every person in the deal, what fingers do they have in the pie? Who's getting what? This is important information. Understand that every day in the real estate market, every single day in the real estate market, innocent buyers are being ripped off for their deposit or their earnest money, or they're being strong-armed into buying bad investment properties. Please don't be a victim. I've got friends that this has happened to, where they've been strong-armed into buying termite traps, where the only thing holding the house together are a bunch of termites holding hands. Don't get suckered into this. I've seen it happen. It's not pretty. Now, my team is actively assembling a list of those who've been victims of the above scams. So anything that I've talked about above today, we're making a list of people that have been affected by that, and we're getting a a team of attorneys together to go after these people on your behalf to get you your money back. If you want to seek some legal assistance, if you need help, finding a good group of attorneys to help you reach out to me, let's work together towards putting these people out of business because this just needs to stop. This is not how good business is done. Now, I always like to say that I like to keep my episodes positive and cheery and happy whenever I can, but sometimes, ladies and gentlemen, we got to pull the, the 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 wool out of our eyes and uncover some of the fraud that goes on to keep ourselves safe. Do we not I appreciate you guys taking the time to come out today. If you ever have questions on this, please don't hesitate to reach out. Go to cashflowguys.com forward slash book Tyler, cashflowguys.com forward slash book Tyler. Get on my calendar. Let's have a conversation about it. And uh, until next time, I will see you on the other side. Have a great week.
0: This concludes today's today's episode. You don't have to wait till the next episode to learn to earn.